1: U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC.
0: So as we figured out yesterday on the uh, aborted pod, some of the events like you and I just cannot really talk about. And it's not really anybody's fault. It's just the mood is such that it's almost like a trap to talk about certain things it's almost like have you stopped beating your wife yet yeah what are you going to answer to that it's just you have to reject the premise of the question the premise of the question is what's your opinion on this situation you have you must have an opinion
1: yeah yeah well said and yeah it was tough uh it's a tough obviously sensitive subjects going on and it's I, i don't know i have so million thoughts going through my head and um yeah i i can't grasp it myself so let alone You know, talking talking it through through stuff with you helps in a way, but yeah, it's I don't know. There's landlines as well.
0: I I would just say, my biggest take on this is trust in yourself and who you are. Like you, you have your beliefs, you have your observations, you have what you think is true. At least in my opinion, that's presumptively valid. Like I trust myself, I trust my opinions. I'm not going to co-opt the religion du jour. I'm not going to be pressured into reciting certain things or saying certain things. Or I, I'm always just going to go with what I think is true. At the same time, I, I feel like you know I, I'm not going to opine on things that I don't need to opine on. I don't need to have an opinion on every single situation. And I just I realized that today I was thinking about it. I was like, you can just reject the question. This, other people can debate this particular thing, but. But I'm not going to be told what to think, what to believe. I'm going to try to just stick with what is is true for me. And other people have different beliefs than I do, and that's fine. And and I, I think like it's an attitude of tolerance, basically, of differences. And that's that. You know, I I just want to tell people like don't feel that you have to conform. And I was talking about this yesterday. I read this book where this guy was talking about city dwellers, and he was saying because they're around other people all the time, their beliefs all become the same. They're always sort of, they need to get along because there's so many awkward exchanges when you're around people all the time. If you and somebody else have totally different belief systems, and that comes out, it makes business dealings and interactions awkward. But if you all have kind of the same belief and you're around each other, you can sort of, so you all kind of you know, coalesce around a certain belief system, uh, whatever's the safest thing to believe at the time. And, and the guy was arguing, this is a book from like the seventies quoting a prior book from the sixties, but saying that those people had lacked character because they didn't have their own individual. They hadn't differentiated themselves from the herd. They hadn't formulated their own convictions about life. Um, and it was very fragile and there was sort of a, a dislike of themselves. There was no satisfaction in that because they knew they were constantly putting their you know, their idrosyncrasies on hold to fit in. And I think Twitter can do that to people. And I think that, uh, that it's really important to hold your own ground and say, you know, I think what I think I may be wrong. I may have misunderstandings or flaws as a human being, but I'm not going to just adopt something to get along.
1: Yeah, no, I, I like it. And, um, yeah, man, this is weird times. And, and, and yesterday, was weird that one 's for the ages in the vault, but um I love you, Liz and um, yeah, man, this is just uh, there 's a lot of other stuff we want to, to talk
0: about, but uh, how much I stand with for ju- racial uh, the end of uh, systemic racial injustice because I kind of think that 's the default among people I know nobody 's for systemic racial injustice, nobody seems to be for that that I happen to know, but so everybody stands against that, you know, on Twitter and okay, great. We stand against systemic racial injustice. Great. Okay. You tweeted that. Congratulations. Amazon's tweeting that. We're all tweeting that. If people just said, I'm not spending a dime at Amazon, Apple, Nike, and five other main companies, giant companies until there's no shootings by police of, of unarmed black people who, you know, not suspected of, you know, not doing a crime or murders where the guy's got his knee on his throat for nine minutes. That shit would end tomorrow. Those companies would make. sense sure.
1: you're saying, yeah. Right, of, gotcha. course, yeah.
0: of course, of yeah. course. And and so the question is, it, you know, I, this is kind of like the whole baseball thing. It's kind of like the players. Oh, the owners are so mean. You know, it's they don't do a good deal and da da da. And they they make all this money and they don't care about the players. Or the players could just be like, you know what, screw you. We're going to start our own league and it's going to probably not do very well at first, but we don't care. We're done. Go get some new players. It's all about leverage. It's not about wokeness it's about leverage you can all this stuff all it does is dissipate the uh, spirit of it because people think they've done something good and yet you're still buying the stuff from the corporations that make the laws that hire the harsh enforcement that direct that enforcement toward poor people many of whom are minorities and bear the brunt of it i mean you, you can't it's like what is the cause of the system what is the system that's the question
1: I get what you're saying. It's like, yeah, it's all hypocrisy and it's fake. The message, they don't believe it. You're saying, yeah, I hear you. I I think people
0: genuinely believe, I think everybody, even the most woke pretender poser guy genuinely in his heart of hearts is against systemic racial injustice. I think people genuinely, even the, you know, the most nutless monkey dude who's always just trying to seem like the nicest guy, even that guy, except the most sociopathic, which is rare, really doesn't want to see, you know, innocent black people being killed by police. That is a terrible thing. I think most people just agree about that. That's a horrible thing. This should never happen, uh, in any society, especially a civilized society should never happen. And I think everyone agrees. I don't think that's controversial. The question is whether, uh, being made to say the mantra over and over again, uh, or, you know, mouth some platitudes, uh, is the answer or whether, Figuring out well what is the system in which this systemic racial injustice exists, and putting pressure at the pressure points that actually hurt. Yeah, uh, that to me is the question, right? And, and yeah. you know, how about you know buying Bitcoin, opting out of the the banking system? I mean, this kind of stuff starts to erode. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, who are the police protecting? who's making yeah, I the loss? i saw a
1: tweet say the looters you know what are you doing looting you should be buying stocks and bonds like the real criminals
0: right that's absolutely because the fed is basically socializing huge amounts they're diluting the dollar which is everybody's dollar everybody poor and rich we all use the dollar they're diluting it and they're siphoning it into the people who own assets it's just it's looting on a scale these looters are amateurs these guys with the you know, the, the masks and hoods and baseball bats who are breaking some windows and grabbing some stuff. That's are, that's low-rent looting. The professionals, Steve Mnuchin and his buddies and the BlackRock guys who got directed the bailout funds and directed it through their own company to buy their own holdings, that's professional looting, dude. They're looting by the billions and trillions. You're looting by the hundreds and thousands, not even thousands, usually. So, you know, that's, to me, that's the bigger thing. And, and the other thing about, um the tragic thing that happened with George Floyd is that we've seen that happen before, right? We've seen it happen the last 10 years. Ever since we got, saw smart, we've we got smartphones, we've seen horrible videos. And yet there weren't riots. So the rioting can't just be about that because that's an incident that, as horrible as it was, has happened many times. If a year ago, let's just go back a year in time, 2019, and some dude's like throwing a brick through your window and you're like, dude, what the hell are you doing? And he's like, Racial injustice has just gotten out of hand. I'm throwing this brick. Imagine in June of 2019, someone throws a brick through your store and says racial injustice is out of hand. He wouldn't be wrong. He wouldn't be wrong. There was plenty of... It's not like there's more racial injustice because of this last thing. There was plenty of it before, but we would have been like, dude, you're an insane person. I'm calling the cops. You're an insane person. This is not sane. But somehow, this was the straw that broke the camel's back and everybody's going at But I think part of the reason people are so on edge is a, they've been cooped up yeah, okay. with this quarantine and B they've lost their jobs. And the meanwhile, the rich people are looting the entire system.
1: Well, it's a perfect storm because a they are fed up. We have seen enough videos of those by now that just be horrific. And this one was as bad as it gets. I mean, what is going on with four
0: people watching for so long? I mean, just awful. They, fi- they finally but, charged yeah. those dudes for, I mean, there's, yeah. I mean, again, I don't want to get too much into the details of this particular case. It's like, yeah, no, but well, I just want to say, hold on. But you're right.
1: The, 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 the not only the, 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 There's a pandemic. People have been locked up in their house for three months. And those bailout checks didn't. Hasn't there? Some people predicting this is what's going to happen? The unrest when it money just ended up going to the top right after that triple well, up or whatever the effect was. I mean, this is just a perfect storm of, of, of everything that's happening, right? Right. And they, and now the response is a whole nother, a whole nother concern.
0: Well, I assume there would be unrest. I didn't know there'd be a you know, a racially yes. tinged <laughs> murder by the police. But I, I assume there's going to be unrest. I mean, I, I guess something has to trigger it, whether it's that or some other event. But I assume there'd be unrest because of the, the inequality is just so gigantic. And yeah, people are cooped up. And, and, you know, we mentioned this yesterday too, that in the Middle East, you know, there's a lot of terrorist recruits. And you're like, who the hell would join ISIS? Like what? No matter how like poor or desperate you were, like, why the hell would you join ISIS? And it was until I read that book, um, The Courage to be Disliked, where they're talking about that a fundamental human need, it's just fundamental, is to contribute. Like, people need to contribute. You're not going to be a satisfied, uh, fulfilled, happy person, not even happy. You're going to be a miserable person if you can't contribute. And imagine you're, you know, between 19 and 25, and you got, you know, peak testosterone, and you're like, got this energy, but... You either get a shitty job or got fired from that job, laid off from that job. Not a whole lot of prospects of growth. The market, the housing, anything that you would want that's valuable is uh, accelerating, inflating out of reach based on the, the Fed's printing. Your wage is basically just buying you subsistence living at best. You lose your job. You're standing around. You have to consume food. You take up space. You're unwanted, you're unable to contribute. Then uh, some horrible group says, "Hey, we, we, we've got a mission for you. We've got something, and you start training and working out." That's how they recruit those guys in those countries, and hopefully, yeah. it's not as desperate here yet. But you know, you're like, "Why are people running around looting?" It's because I think they feel like they've been left behind. They've been left out yeah. of not just the money, but just like any sense of being needed or useful. You become a burden. You're just like consuming and and you're a burden to society and there's no connection between you and something meaningful. And so then you have this sort of, then you all have all this energy, all the testosterone, and there's a bunch of you and you're like, let's go do this shit. I mean, I can relate to it. I don't think it's right. I I don't think they should be doing it, but I understand pent up rage while everybody else is like living it up. and, And, and they may not know the details of the fed and the money printing, but it's the inequality is is palpable now. It's getting more and more ridiculous. Right. I know. I was going to
1: say yeah, exactly. Yeah. You might not know the the, 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 uh, the details, but it's 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 clear. And where do we go from here, though, list? That's that's really. I want to know what your opinion is. What happens next? Or I mean, or I guess what you think should happen.
0: Well, I mean, what should happen? Well, I don't know. We're in a huge mess. I mean, we have so much debt and. Think um, infrastructure, you know, UBI and and jobs, building stuff that's going to be around for the future generations. So even though we're going to debt, we have something to show for it. Uh, I mean, this is what the government should be doing. I mean, it's too late. We, we've damaged you know, these developers, these private equity people, destroyed so much, and it's like we need to live in a society where there's green spaces and outdoors and fresh air and and meaningful living. You know, where people can. Garden if they have nothing else to do, they can grow vegetables. They have a plot that they can use. There's something you know where they could have something that's like decent and humane and and wholesome in their lives. But I, I think we're so far the ship has sailed so far past that point that I almost don't really think you know the policy making I'm going to leave it to somebody else, and just sort of individuals have to take care of their health. Yeah, I, I would buy Bitcoin personally. You know who knows, but I'd buy Bitcoin, take care of my health. Take care of my beliefs. Like, don't get sucked into this drama. Don't get sucked into it, man. You don't have to have an opinion on this stuff. You can just stay out of it and just trust in your own good-heartedness. Just say, you know... I trust in my beliefs. I trust in looking at what's true. I'm not going to be told by a religious person, you must believe in Christianity and you must believe in these precepts. I'm not going to let somebody tell me what I need to believe. And I'm not going to let somebody tell me, you need to believe this about white people and black people and brown people and other people. You need to believe these things. No, you're not going to tell me what to believe. I may be wrong. I may be totally off base. But I'm not going to be told and bullied into believing and saying stuff unless I believe it's true. That's it. I'm not going to be able, I'm not going to be reciting some religious stuff because the religious people say, oh, no, no, you're going to go to hell if you don't do that. You're going to be a very bad person if you don't do this communion and do this and that. Whatever the Jewish thing is, even though I'm Jewish, I'm not religious in that way. Or whatever the Buddhist thing is, whatever the anything thing is, I don't, I reject it. I don't, I'm not going to be told what to think. I'd rather just be wrong. I'd rather just be wrong. I'd rather be mistaken. I'm a flawed human being. I'd rather be mistaken. You're not going to make me believe the religion. That's it. That's it. That's it. You can believe it. You can say what you want. That's up to you. I'm not going to tell other people what to believe. They can believe what they want. To me, that's tolerance. You can call it what you want.
1: Well said, Liz. All right. That's well said. And for a bigger picture, maybe you, I, you, you touched on it, but localizing does seem to be a possible answer. But yeah, man. All right. Do you want to move on to something else? I want to talk about uh, some emails I sent you about Epstein or, 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 or what, 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 what? Or are we done or what?
0: Oh, Epstein's uh, The Shape of His Anatomy that, that, you, that you felt that was necessary to send me the uh, interview with him when he walks away angrily during the documentary
1: yeah i watched four hours of documentary sent you the funniest 90 second clip and you responded you were your delicate sensibilities were very uh I, I say, I, 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 say, back I, in the day back in the day we used to you know go to labor sit in a hotel room together and you would just tell awful stories but apparently you're domesticated and now you were very offended and i apologize i'll, I'll note I, it i wasn't i, I was part.
0: not offended i just you sent me a clip of epstein being questioned about the shape of his anatomy and he Thank got you. he left in a huff egg-shaped egg-shaped was the answer to it and yeah, okay, so, you know, uh, and i said oh I, I, all i said was oh so uh is there some reason you felt this was and it was there was no context you were not like hey this is what? the you just sent me this clip i'm like yeah. and so i watched the clip and and then i was like is there some reason that i needed to see this that you felt i needed to see this
1: so funny uh no, I, I, I appreciate the response, yeah. but, uh, so even yesterday, a Palm Beach judge is uh, poised to dismiss an effort to seal Epstein documents based on legal technicality. But of
0: course, another legal technicality. Right. I mean, unbelievable. It's unbelievable. I mean, the lies stack up with lies. I mean, how about the fact that if you were going out of your house with COVID during the era of COVID, you were a murderer. You were murdering old people. You were literally a murderer. And there were, uh, there were lockdowns and it was illegal to be in places without a mask. And now suddenly there's like 50,000 people, half of whom have no masks, in close proximity rioting, and the same people who were so concerned a minute ago, like two weeks ago, about the virus, are like, this is important, it's their well, the rights. Yeah, the
1: government leaders are actually telling you to go out and do it, right. Yeah, it's I mean, crazy. It's it is just, the opposite of what they were asking.
0: Again, I, I don't even need to take a position on which one is right or wrong. Maybe they're right to be concerned, maybe they're right to, people should have their rights. And It's not about that for me. It's about... Dude, how little credibility must you have if literally this is a life and death problem and now it's not even, you know, it's not even a consideration. It's just, don't you think the stakes were life and death, they'd be telling you that this still would be a thing? Again, I, I think everybody should decide for themselves. So if you want to go protest, protest. If you want to break property, I I still think there should be criminal penalties for that. I I just think it's, you know, somebody's property. I mean, I'm I'm obviously, like, less sympathetic to the corporate, the chase branches than I am to small businesses. But even so, like, there's no way for people to have a society if somebody can just destroy what you've built uh, without repercussion. I mean, to me, that's just an obvious thing. People encouraging that are just... They wouldn't be, they just don't think it's going to come home to roost for them. Anyone who's encouraging that, I hope those people go to your home and and set it on fire and break windows and see how you feel about it. You know, I mean, you're not going to like that. Uh, No, I'm with you there in the property jam. Yeah, no, no question.
1: Yeah. Um, oh, I, the, the side note on the on your COVID thoughts right now. I, I've read that ICU beds are picking up. Obviously, we see these mass gatherings. I just watched a three minute clip of Vegas reopening. Right, Oh, I know, saw that. There are <laughs> girls dancing on, on the tables wearing uh, face masks. I mean, it is quite a scene, man. What What are your thoughts on what's what that's going to mean for the future? I mean, anything. I mean, maybe. I, I, I mean, think, maybe I the Vegas response suggests that they were were not as concerned as they really were. You know, I don't I don't know really what to take of the message.
0: I think there's a lot of fraud a lot of politicization of, of all this stuff. It's just embarrassing. The whole chloroquine thing where that whole study's a fraud. That just, is crazy, just, just, man. I know there's
1: other reports have since come out that maybe doesn't help, but wow, that is the biggest fraud, just completely made up uh, results. It's unbelievable.
0: I mean, a total fraud that like New York Times and Lancet are all reporting like it's fact and... Oh, we well, they
1: talk- retracted. Lancet just retracted. Even. Well, they busted. had to. They had to. Yeah. They
0: were busted. They took a long no. time to retract, but... You know, and the whole thing is it's so politicized that the level of respect that we have for the institutions is just, it's its below zero. I mean, how can you respect any of these institutions, these newspapers, these these medical journals, these government officials? I'm honestly
1: embarrassed how naive of a human being I was six months ago. It's its like embarrassing well, like, to, to how naive I was. Too. I mean, it's just, it's unbelievable. Well, just you know, 10 naive, years ago,
0: 10 years ago, I mean... I mean we talked about this It's like you put You think you're out of the matrix And then there's like No even that's the matrix There was a great um, Rick and Morty Where like Rick is like Dealing with some alien You ever watch that show?
1: Oh yeah i watched, watched it Yes
0: He's like in some alien civilization And he's like Got like the nuclear codes Of his special fission thing Or whatever he has and he, like, escapes from them, and he's in the spaceship, and he's like, okay, I'll type in X, Y, Z, Q, 8, N, Okay, And then the aliens come out, like, simulation, and they, like, rip the wall off. They're like, you thought you were getting away, but you're just in a simulation. Now we have the codes. He's like, damn it. And then, like, he, like, finally really does get away, and he's in the ship, and they're like, simulation. And they rip it again. And that's how I feel. But then they're like, they get the code, but it's a code that blows them up, actually. So he actually yeah. knew. Yeah, yeah. He, like, double-crossed he them. But... I feel like you think you're out of the matrix and yet you're still just in another part of the matrix and it's, it's just incredible and uh, it's hard to trust anything. And that's why like, I just think like be super skeptical, super independent. Don't fall for this stuff. I mean, who knows what's an operation or what's what it, it, you gotta be an empathetic, good person to all people. You gotta be a good person and then trust in yourself and you don't have to go along with the latest thing. You know, nobody's going to save you. You're not going to go to hell if you don't do this thing. You don't need. You're not. If you recite the certain mantra, you're not going to go to heaven. Drew Brees. It was so funny because Drew Brees gets asked the question, and he goes to the old playbook that was bulletproof. He goes to the the flag and the troops. Right, that used to work. Two thousand and one. Oh, the flag and the troops, the flag and the troops. And he thinks he's good. He thinks he's, he thinks, you know, he's not splitting the Adam Drew Brees. So he thinks that he's got this because he's flagging the troops. He knows what to go to. He knows the things to play. And everyone's like, "Dude, you are not sensitive at all. You are a monster." Da, 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 da. So now he had to retract that. So he, he, he just he downloaded the wrong one. He downloaded the wrong. Can uh, I still
1: butt in and say though what a monster Kaepernick is for peacefully protesting all this stuff?
0: Oh, but, uh, Kaepernick's a monster. How dare he? What's well, so messed up is everybody who paid, who really even paid any attention to the actual story, was like he's protesting police brutality and the person who told him to kneel was a military he was a military person, person. And, and and he's protesting police brutality and he said it from the beginning and it was just like a very quiet thing right? he wasn't like he wasn't making a lot of noise but then the propagandists got a hold of it and were like he's disrespecting the troops and the flag and the anthem and so many people now that they're being forced by you know the mob to recant they're like oh i thought he was against the flag and the troops i didn't realize he was just pr- protesting uh protesting police violence well dude i mean that's what happens is this twitter and <laughs> he headlines got
1: shares there's a locker room for the last three years with, uh, many people he could have listened to about what the protest was about well dude it,
0: you know it's too you know his career is over and he's not going to get that back and so you can't he got some money for it but you know if you're a player you want to play football and that's the thing you've done your whole life and perfected he's one of the 20 best players in the world in his position it's like horrible to be taken that taken away from you. But at the same time, I actually think that there's something that's missing from a lot of the Twitter discussion, which is like Kaepernick actually took a stand. Like we could say Kaepernick took a stand. Why? Because it cost him something. It cost him a lot. It cost him a lot. So he took a stand, right? He did something. He took a stand and it cost him. And okay. It's sad that it cost him. It's unfair that it cost him, but it cost him. And that's taking a stand. But if you're on Twitter just saying the stuff that you're going to get 100 likes and everybody in your circle and your job is going to approve of it, how can that be considered taking a stand? It doesn't cost you anything. In fact, it helps you.
1: Yeah, no, that, that is true. I know it does help you that, right? I mean, most of the time. Obviously, right. Yeah, they're, they're, I'd like to think they also believe mostly celebrities, but I hear exactly what you're saying. I mean, it's 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 probably mostly disingenuous. I mean,
0: it, it may, they, again, I think people genuinely are against systemic racial injustice. I think everybody is pretty much against that unless you're just a total douche. But you're not taking a stand by doing something that costs you nothing. Talk is cheap. It's free. It costs you nothing. It's helping you to say this stuff, career-wise and the perception of you. Imagine like the abolitionists that smuggled slaves from south to north and the risk they took. Imagine the Germans who hid Jews from the Nazis. That is taking a stand for something if you get caught hiding a Jew and and the Nazis catch you, they're going to kill you. That's taking a major stand to do the right thing. So, you know, know, Kaepernick wasn't that level, but it was still a pretty high level. He lost his whole career to take that stand. And you can say what you want about Kaepernick or what you think his motives are, and a lot of people have theories about it. But, I don't know, to me that seems like a legit stand. You, You took a big stand, it cost you a lot. And I just can't, you know, and you now get, we're, there's, there are
1: literal riots over the same very thing in which he was trying to bring light of years ago. Right. I mean, that's I mean, what I I'm think, trying to even say too. I mean, it's even crazier that and that in hindsight, and the NFL is like getting on the bandwagon now, like trying to say the woke shit, but like, oh yeah, you can bet people are going to be kneeling in the NBA where he starts, man. I mean, this is going to be a, a normal thing.
0: But you know, I, just, I will say that I, again, like, I think this is the straw that broke the camel's back. And, and there's also some like instigators too. Like there's bricks being left at sites. Like yeah, the, what is
1: going on with that?
0: I see okay. people with
1: earpieces on too. Supposedly, like you know, and then one guy supposedly was a, a cop or something who wrote, was was caught starting it. And yeah, the bricks and the can, canisters of gasoline—is that real?
0: I don't. I mean, look, you know, I, I'm very skeptical. Of what's real? That you know, when when Trump did this little walk, this photo op thing, they're like they they gassed the protesters. They tear gas them on the way out. And then they're like, that didn't happen. And who knows what's true. I mean, they report one thing and then that's debunked. And you're like, well, I, I, the news media is just, it's just so hard to trust anything. So I don't know, you know, but from what it seems like is there's legitimate protesters. It seems like there's three groups. There's legitimate protesters who were like, I'm showing my support for this. And protesters, by the way, aren't like Twitter protesters. They're actually giving up something. Oh yeah, I mean, it's, for sure. They're yeah. being, you know, they're being. Their phones are being surveilled. They're, you know, putting themselves at risk. That is actually taking a stand to some extent. I mean, you're, you're putting Dude, during a, a pandemic. Right, right. So that, to me, is is actually something. Whether you agree with it or not, it's t- it, you can say that is taking a stand. So there's protesters who're like. I want to have. I want to show my face and occupy a place to, you know, protest this. And then there's like the riders who are like, "Woohoo! Like, let's get this. Let's break everything. Let's bur- let it burn. You know, this is a bullshit society, and this is another instance. Let it burn." But then there seems to be opportunists who are like orchestrating more violence and stuff, right? And then on the other side, there seems to be police who are trying to do their jobs, calm it down, make sure stuff's not destroyed. And then there seems to be police who are even when it's peaceful instigating the violence little aggressive right Right. yeah so there's like five groups right and two of them protesters and police doing their job you know protesters just protesting and police doing their jobs are, are fine that's part of you know society and the other three are problematic especially the violent police and the and the operatives the um the people who are opportunists trying. And,
1: and by the way, you're going to see more of the uh, the media is going to show more of the bad stuff than the cops kneeling as well. I mean, I love those right. stories too. But you know, I mean, I I got to admit, you go, you find the right Twitter feed, you can watch just the craziest video after crazy video of the last week. I mean, it's just insane, you know.
0: I, I mean, I, I you can watch video after video of bricks being put in places. Opportunity, like, oh wow, there's a brick right here by this window. How how lucky! There must be a construction site right there. Those guys. You can watch videos of cops instigating horrible violence. You can watch uh, videos of looters punching, beating up innocent people, like, you know, really harming people, shooting them or smashing their heads with the concrete, you know, horrible stuff. And honestly, like, it's hard to know what to trust, but it seems like this is bigger than just the cause of it. I think, I mean, I think there's bigger than just one cause of it. I think there's a systemic rot that transcends it, it. includes racism, but it also transcends that. It's there's been a systemic rot in society for the last you know twenty, thirty, forty years, and it's starting to come out as you know the economy's crashing and the stock markets at all time highs. It's
1: gonna go one of two ways, or why, oh, is this only gonna get worse? Or maybe it's a, it's something that needed to be addressed, uh, and it was just eventually it was bound to happen, and it's all. Happening at once, it seems like, or or is this just inning two still? <laughs> I get what you're saying. I think we're in the second inning. Uh, there's okay. a there's a
0: All book right. called The Fourth Turning. You ever hear of that book? No. And anyway, it's the Fourth Turning, and fourth. basically says there's like 20 year periods in history, and the first 20 years is kind of like after the crisis where it's like you know after World War II from like 46 to 63 when Kennedy was assassinated. It was like there was like it was pretty peaceful. It was conformist a lot of, you know, the highways got built, a lot of, it it was a very conformist time, but it was a, you know, there wasn't a lot of tumult. And then Kennedy gets assassinated, we're in the next phase, which is the awakening, according to this book. And the awakening is another 20 years, 60s and 70s, where everyone's like, screw this conformity, I want personal freedom, you have Woodstock, you had the assassinations of Robert F. Kennedy, Martin Luther King, you know, it was a tumultuous time, but it was like awakening, and hippies, and drugs, and lsd and free spirit and all this stuff and then you have like sort of the the 80s to the 80s and 90s which is the um unraveling where it's like very egotistical and and greed is good in the 80s and the 90s sort of the meaninglessness and the run-up of the dot-com bubble and then the the guy says it goes to about 2008 or some people think it ended 9-11 but you know around the 2008 crisis you have the crisis and uh the fourth turning the the fourth set of the 20-year periods and this is when you know this would be the depression of world war ii you know it would be the last one in american history and now we have COVID 19 the initial crash in 2008 and the subsequent whatever's happening now these riots and it transforms the whole world i mean it's 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 going to be very tumultuous and i think we're just getting started there's going to be a different reality on the other side of it so the, I, I, it's just a book, but I, things do cycle. You know, there's cycles in markets, there's cycles in seasons, there's cycles in people's lives, and it just seems like that the book predicts this, and this is it's happening. I mean, I think we are this whole thing is we're in total crisis, and it's going to be a different place when we come out on the other side.
1: It does seem like uh, when, you just, when you think it can't get worse, uh, another event says, hold my beer. And uh, I'm sure you've been following, but uh, the old supervolcano, oh, yeah. our old friend, is uh, bubbling up right now like uh, never before. So that, yeah, let's, let's bring on a supervolcano. Well, that's the mercy, killing.
0: The super volcano yeah, mercy exactly. killer. The supervolcano mercy killer. the mercy killer. But the thing about the supervolcano, it's give or take like 40,000 years. It's like could happen tomorrow, but it could happen 40,000 years. So it's not... Right. And and by the way, if it happens, there's nothing you could do about it. It's not like it's not like humans. All you can do is move as far as away from it as possible.
1: Yeah, California. Yeah.
0: Not far enough. California is yeah. not far enough. Yeah. Um,
1: all right. Um, well, I can shift a few other things, uh, Liz. Uh, I know you don't care about uh, the. Human interest stuff, but I don't know if you just saw right before I started recording, Madeline McCann, who actually had a Netflix special, went disappeared, kidnapped in Portugal years ago. They just found the name the, named the, the suspect uh, who was currently serving jail time. But that's pretty wild for how, how long ago that happened and pretty pretty interesting that case. But um, I want to also bring up your uh, latest draft. I think you, it was today, so you probably recorded it yesterday. But the how, in, a, in a draft of fruits and, ge- and vegetables, Vegetables. Jeff Erickson takes green beans, one, and you take tomatoes, two. Uh, defend yourselves.
0: Well, I can't defend Jeff, any of his drafts. I mean, that's uh, that's one of the uh, deep embarrassments of my existence.
1: I mean, there's artichoke, asparagus, beets, cauliflower, uh, Brussels sprouts. Artichokes,
0: artichokes I, I actually forgot about. I actually you know, just, come that, on.
1: Tomatoes at least are good for you, but I actually don't like tomatoes. Tomatoes are delicious. World delicious. Diet, you haven't I hate fresh tomatoes. There are only two things in the world I don't like the taste of, but that's, uh, they are good
0: for you, though, at least. No, they're not that good for you. They're uh, the most delicious vegetable. Uh, an heirloom tomato or even just a perfect regular tomato, beefsteak tomato, sliced up with some olive oil and salt, is one of the most delicious things ever. They go on sandwiches. They're part of your pizza sauce, your pasta sauce. Salads, the st- I mean, tomatoes are huge. I got onions. I got garlic. I got passion fruits. I got chili peppers. You ever eat passion fruits?
1: Okay, so first of all, um, onions actually are good for you. I may have been wrong on tomatoes, but onions actually do have like a hidden yes. source of fiber. No, I actually listened to that and bookmarked that I need to get passion fruit. Dude. I'm not joking. I have it bookmarked right now. That I'm you I, gotta get I'm the wrinkled told, ones. They gotta be a
0: wife. bit wrinkled. They at least a little bit wrinkled. You don't want them okay. too smooth. Yeah, uh, and that's not code for anything and and
1: well, i was gonna say you guys should name and just change your, your name to not code for anything and We we you know we changed our, our name you guys said it so much with, especially with the spore one you should change the xm show to not code for anything but we but should. yes the, okay wrinkled uh passion fruit and what, one thing do you know the difference between bell peppers uh colors you know what the difference is you guys are talking green you know yellow and red you know what the difference is between the, that variety the color yeah do you know what the difference is the color yeah, yeah, it's just it's 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 how long it stays on the on the vine. I mean, is it's the that same true?
0: Example. No, that's yeah. not true. That's yep. That can't be true. Well,
1: you're talking to my my dad. Grew bell peppers forever. I mean, yes, yes. It's Dude, how long it stays on the you're vine. You're saying that,
0: that which is the pepper. most ripe? The red or the orange or the yellow? Uh, red is the most ripe, I believe. I don't yeah. think so. I've seen soggy green ones, and I've seen super crisp. You want bet that
1: a bell pepper: green, yellow, and red. The only I'll, I'll bet, you 10, 10 okay, I'll bet you ten bucks. I'll bet you ten bucks dollars. Okay, done. All okay. right, continue now. You you had good strawberries and cherries was a good pick. So you did you did better on the Fruit. you continue though
0: yeah well tomato and avocado were fruits and, and avocados are oh, incredibly healthy and delicious and
1: oh yeah that was great that is actually really good and a, and a food speaking to me trying to gain weight that's like the one of the healthiest things to eat to gain oh, yeah. to eat, looking to gain weight it's avocado
0: the problem is if you have only fat you won't gain weight you will lose weight like the carbs and fat mix i really think you need sweet potatoes with uh like butter or ghee yeah i got key i got yeah. some okay and and on sweet on sweet potatoes like just yeah. bake yeah. up like 10 of those things and okay. you know when you actually eat them cold they're resistant starch although they won't be as caloric when they're right. cold right okay all right sweet potatoes you, you, definitely need, better. Car, you need carbs fat and protein mixed to gain weight i think you know if you're just eating uh healthy fats you're actually going to lose weight because you are start burning fat
1: yeah, that is what I'm doing, too. I'm eating like a uh, uh, tablespoon of olive oil, <laughs> tablespoon of coconut oil here and there, and a lot of nut butters. But yeah. yeah nut I don't know butters are a
0: little inflammatory. It. I really think for you, man. I no, no, know, no. no
1: only mac- only macadamia. I've looked all into but that. Even only so,
0: macadamia. But even so. Oh, I, hey,
1: forget the omega. It's all about the omega-7, by the way. There's only like two uh, foods in the world that offer that, and it's macadamia is one of okay. them. Forget the omega-3. It's omega-7. But anyway. I, um, I if I you were you,
0: I'd, macadam- go, I'd go two or three weeks with just meat and bone broth. And fish. I heard you talk
1: about that on the XM show I'm to get rid of the poison that greens um, uh, can plants are poison. I
0: mean, plants are medicine because obviously, like a little dose of poison might kill off some crap that's in your system and make you feel much better. Uh, and they have you know minerals and vitamins that are good for you. But I think like just for like two or three weeks, I like go on pure meat fast for a day, do meat, a lot of fatty meats and salmon. Wild salmon.
1: Yes, I have a a whole bunch of that coming. I've ordered wild wild salmon. Yes, that's
0: going to be. And then after that time, you may feel like a million bucks, and then you add in like, okay, I'll just eat like an apple today, and you see if you feel like crap from it. And if you don't, okay, great. You know that's cool. Then you add like a couple things a day, and you just because there may just be like something, and sometimes like I was allergic, I had like a sensitivity. I don't know if I still do. I eat them now, but like to blackberries and asparagus, like. 10 years ago. And those are like completely healthy foods. But, you know, everyone has weird autoimmune, allergic, screwed up stuff because we've all been... My poison. mom tells me I had
1: it tested as a kid and I was off the charts on everything. You know, right. mustard, brown rice, just everything right. that normal people would well, be the most bland.
0: Right. So, rice or so, right. I so, like, I mean, even, even like your, you know, mothers have it in, in the womb, you know, so you get like, it's, you know, like, it's just people are poisoned by by civilization you know there's electromagnetic waves there's metals there's there's pollution i mean you're inhaling all sorts of crap all the time and it it builds up in your cells and so your body different people get cancer some people get serious autoimmune disease or allergies or just inflammation everybody deals with it differently but it might be that because you have some damage from, you know, just being born in a civilization that that has things and chemicals in it that your ancestors never had to deal with, that all sorts of, you know, would-be innocuous things set you off. And if you go a few weeks without them, and you might like really be able to clean it out and then like gradually reintroduce and then be tolerant of of that stuff. So anyway, I would just, fasting for extended periods, eating just meat, you might, you might find like, Wow! Like holy crap! Like the spinach or with the oxalates or something in the in the vegetables was was killing me, and I have like ten times more energy, and I didn't even realize this was the thing.
1: Okay, separate from that, and I and I like that idea totally, and, and I'll do that. Um, what about for maybe afterwards or or in the meantime, trying to gain weight, um, like a, a, a shake that is consists of like coconut milk and, and the whey protein and this and a bunch of raw eggs, which I asked you about yesterday. I think it's so good. Is, it's good. Okay. Okay, so yeah, if it's all, eggs, like, man. you know, the healthy stuff with no sugar, but, like, 80 grams of protein-type shake, or is that not enough? Like, I guess it would be, like, with some blueberries or something. Is is that sure, okay, throw, or do you think?
0: Sure, throw those okay. in. I mean, you know, there's all different stuff, and I'm not an expert in, like, the weight gain or the you know, bodybuilders, you know, want calories and a certain kind of calories and stuff. So they have all different protein shakes. I've never really done that stuff. No, uh, okay, I just wanted to run. Back. Yeah. I mean,
1: the raw yeah. eggs was the main one. Raw I was, eggs, sorry. yeah. Raw, as long as you know, you know, you get, just get good. Yeah, yeah get
0: yeah. them from a farm. Get them from somewhere you trust. Okay.
1: And I hear you about eating, you need some protein too, more than just from the healthy fats. Uh, But yeah, sweet potato is a good one to, to, I wrote that down too. So um, what else? I want to talk your gambling column. I I checked that out too. I want to talk a little. Oh yeah, sure.
0: I just wrote that up quickly because I had an idea, you know, you know, you know how to count cards in blackjack, right? You know, the basic system.
1: Yeah. Right. The idea
0: two through six is plus one, seven through nine is zero and tens and aces are minus one. And you count each card that goes by. And if you get a really high plus count, it means there's a lot of aces and tens left. And fewer twos through sixes left. And what that means is you're gonna get a lot of hands that are like 18 or 19 or 20 or blackjack where you're standing, where you're not hitting, uh, where the optimal strategy is to stand. And when that's the case, you actually have a big edge over the dealer because in blackjack, you, you get paid three to two for a blackjack. You can double down on 11 or 10 or nine against a six or whatever. And you can split, you can do all sorts of things. You can vary your bets, and the dealer is just a robot. Has to hit on sixteen, has to stick on seventeen. But the dealer's big advantage over you is that if you bust, if you get if you have a sixteen and the dealer's got a ten showing, and you get you hit and you get a ten, dealer takes your chips away, and the dealer later flips over a six underneath the ten and then gets a ten himself. Uh, you don't get your money back. It should be a push, right? You both bust it. It's a tie, but it doesn't work like that. If you both bust, the dealer wins. That's the dealer's edge, and that's right. a pretty big edge because you know you bust a decent amount of the time, and he always wins no matter if he busts. Well, it's it. all
1: margins, right? All edges are just absolute margins, right?
0: Yeah, it's small, but it, but it adds up because you know oh, busting. Sure. So basically, well. the whole point of the card, the card counting is that the dealer only has an edge if you bust in a hand that you have to risk busting. So if the cards that remain, they're better for the dealer too. It's not just better for you. But if they merit sticking, then suddenly the dealer has no edge. You actually have the edge. Because again, you get paid three to two. You can split, double down. You can do different things. So the, the whole way to beat Blackjack is to find where the dealer's edge is. When you both bust, you lose. Volatile cards favor the dealer. Stable cards favor you. Figure out the count that gets more stable cards get your bet bigger. That's your edge. So how do you apply that to sports betting? That was my question. And this guy, Mitchell Lickman, who's like the guy who wrote the book, he's a sabermetrician for baseball. MGL, super smart guy. Yeah, very smart guy. And he wrote this thread that was basically, it was more in depth than what I'm going say here in my article, but I link to it. But basically that the book is the, you know, it's the full market of millions of bettors making these lines. And it's, it's very tough to beat. And also you have to beat the rake 11 to 10, you know, 110 to win 100. But your advantage is if you have any system where you can find a discrepancy, something that's not priced into the market, so there's a game that the line's seven and you have it at 10 because it's overvaluing the wins of that favorite because of turnovers or something that are lucky, you have some system that just has any sort of signal to it that differs. Uh, you get to, even if you're just a little bit better, you get to bet your line... You get to bet the I mean the market's line and get your edge. So you think it's ten, the market thinks it's seven, and you can get it at seven. And so you're getting this three-point edge according to your system, which is probably less than that actually. But if it were the other way around and the book could bet into you and get your you'd be like, okay, I'll take it at ten, bet your line, it would kill you. Because you'd have to do it at your line. Not you know, it, it's sort of like when you and I differ on players and you're like, I don't know, I'll say I think Odo Beckham will have ten touchdowns. You'd be like, all right, over under ten. I'm like, no way I'm going to do that. The market's probably like seven and a half. Why would I have to bet my line? But if you could just bet into my line, you're going to crush me. It's way better to pick your spots with the market. Your advantage over over the book is that you can choose. That's your advantage. You can choose how much to bet and whether to bet and which games to bet on. And the book's advantage is the rank, 11 to 10. If we're the other way around and the book could just have you make lines and bet into you, it would destroy you. And so, no, it's
1: so true. It sounds obvious, but it's not really noted enough. And it's so. I mean, it, yeah, we're forced to pick every game, uh, you know, road wire. But, but let's. Hey, we also forced to pick five picks every game of super contest. That's the
0: problem, huh? Yeah, but think about it this way. Imagine if we made our own lines, and the book got to choose the side of our lines. So it's not even like, even though we have to pick all the games, which is tough, you should never pick all the games. Like you, that's, you're squandering one edge, right? Like we, I don't want to, or even the super games. you said five is too much. We don't always feel strongly about five. We're squandering another edge there, but imagine how much worse it would be if the book could pick, uh, way worse, yeah. pick our line. So let's say, you know, the book has it at seven, I have it at 10. They're going to get 10 instead of seven. Yeah. <laughs> they, you, you would, you would go like, you'd have like a 40% winning percentage against the spread. You would get killed. So,
1: well, yeah, because the market makes sure their lines are always tight enough, you know, I mean, always close. And if it's off, it'll be corrected immediately. Whereas who knows us guessing lines, we might be way off the market, even if we're, gosh, what if you were great at it, though? what if you're great at setting your own lines there's just no way no no well, one is better than the market than the market well,
0: even rufus peabody who has a you know complex system that he bets tens of thousands right. of dollars He's
1: on still, he still regresses he, to the market
0: more now. to the market than his more than half 55 percent. so you know maybe you're better than rufus maybe you have a better system than him I mean, it's possible but it's hard and the thing is imagine if the market could cherry pick though it, right. it only picked like it didn't just pick the ones you like that differ. And it was like, no, I like this one. And I'm going to get extra points on this because we're using your lines. Right. So it's, it's yeah, that's, that's what that's about. And it makes yeah, you just yeah. realize, like, if you really want to make money in sports betting, you got to pick your spots. You can't be just, you know, action betting. Yeah,
1: Mitchell Lickman, co-author of the book called The Book, which is like the Bible for sabermetricians in uh, baseball. So you have any other thoughts with with, uh, with sports? I mean, can, can MLB get their shit together? Um, I love speaking of Paul Sport, he brought up that the Nats were 19 and 31 uh, over through 50 games last year. That was pretty cool to think about. They make a season that short. Um, What do you think is going to happen? NBA, it looks like it's a go this morning officially. Uh, That's going to be pretty damn fun as long as everyone stays healthy and it works. I mean, it could actually be uh, a quietly, like crazy, exciting sports time coming up.
0: Yeah, it could be a lot of sports going on. I mean, I was dubious. I thought the owners were like, screw it. It, It's kind of a crap season, right? It's like a short season without fans. Yeah, you're going to
1: do it main of, oh yeah, okay. Would you put any of your own money up uh, if a season's 80 games?
0: I would probably, maybe, I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure if I would. I, we well, just some, lost I'd $10 a
1: couple minutes ago. So well, I'll, look that up. It. I'll look that up. I'll cool. send
0: it if I'm wrong. Okay. Heather owes me $10 because she bet me that it was uh, before 5 o'clock and it was 5.15. And so she owed me money. Oh. Uh,
1: so you're like Jerry Seinfeld or even Steven.
0: Yeah, right. Except like Heather. Well, Heather, so I pay for a lot of stuff. But now Heather's been making money. And she's been sending me these very large PayPals. I mean, doing these wine write-ups. And she's actually getting a lot of work. Oh, nice. And she sends me these PayPals. And like, even if I'm mad about something or we're annoyed at each other about some disagreement, if I get a a sizable PayPal, 1,500 bucks or something, I'm like, ooh, i just let that go. You sent me some cash. You sent me cash. Like, I'm never going to be mad at you again. You know, it's like, that kind of cash is, that talks, you know, so um, it's good. it's good. She's
1: making some money. She wasn't
0: working for a while
1: and, it's
0: nice. Well, that's she, good to hear. Congratulations. That's awesome. That's great. That's a nice uh, second income though. She's always up late working. She's such a worker. Like she like likes she just wants to work as much as possible. She'll be like, No, oh, I don't know. I gotta do this. I gotta do some an extra hour of work. That's gonna she thinks of like doing stuff as costing her that work hour. You know, like so I'm like, All right, keep making money. I'm I'm happy to see it.
1: It's the opposite of Jay Cutler who announced on a uh, Kristen Cavallari's reality show, whatever work is I'm looking into doing the opposite of that. Now that I'm retired is what he announced to the world, but uh, they're divorced nine months later. Anyway. Um, so baseball, what is your prediction? It's going to happen or
0: not? I think it'll happen because the players will cave. I think there's, there's too much, there's too much for them to give up. And I don't, I don't think they, I don't think they're organized enough to, they're not unified or organiz, organized, enough to say no, basically. They don't have like the <laughs> revolutionary spirit, which I think they should, because I think in the end it would, it would pan out, but it, it would obviously be terrible for the people doing it at first, but it, you'd be part of something. The, you know. They, they just want it to be done, so they're going to do it, I think. That's my bet, and it'll be like 70 games, and they'll defer some of their money or something probably, or 80 games, you know, something like that. That's my guess. I could be wrong. I could see them just scrapping it because the owners being really tough because it is just a pain to put this thing on and yeah, it's, yeah. it's and it's only a half season with no fans and it's gonna be weird with scheduling and dh rules and minor leaguers 29 men right whatever it is it's, it's like a weird thing and i was trying to tell jeff like i mean he wasn't disagreeing actually but i was telling jeff it was like i don't even know what the secondary and tertiary effects are going to be of this weird season like who bumps up, how the pitchers work, how the closers work, how to, it's, it's just so bizarre. Like we were trying to remember we were trying to figure out like the juice ball and the Astros cheating and how that's gonna affect everything back in February. We're like, oh yeah, this this is a tough season because you don't know how to juice the ball will be, and then the Astros cheating puts another wrinkle in it. Now we're like, that's like child's play compared to what we're dealing with.
1: Yeah, I almost don't want to say this and keep it to myself, but I'll throw a little Easter egg in at the end of this, if anyone lasts to the end of this podcast. Check out Phil DeSalt's uh, thread on batters versus pitchers in a shortened season. Um, yeah, I'll leave it at that. It's, it's good stuff. Um, I watched the Epstein doc, watched the Lance Armstrong doc. That was actually pretty pretty interesting. It really was. Uh, I actually found that entertaining. Uh, but most importantly, I want to hear your opinion on Better Call Saul, which I've heard I believe you've caught up on.
0: I love that i loved it and, so good. Uh, I, I love, love lala's right. my favorite dude like that's right. my favorite like, like i i actually find saul to be kind of a annoying character and same with uh really kim, kim wexler this, kim. No, on, no 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 she, she's character. a great actress she's a great actress yeah. the woman okay. yeah. raya Sorry. seahorn is like the is best an yeah. incredible actress she's yeah. she's really good but the character is uneven. Like she's this good person that cares about all her clients, but then she's so immoral and, and it's supposed to be like, Oh, this explains why she's attracted to a low life like Saul. But like Saul is so uneven too. Like, I just don't buy him as a person. I just don't buy that dude as an actual human. It's an it's, it's uneven character. It was like a joke of a character. Then you're supposed to feel for him with his brother, but you never even really got what he felt about that completely. It was so like disjointed. It's just weird. He's just a weird guy. Like, that doesn't
1: like a ringing endorsement then.
0: No, but I, so those are the two worst characters, the two main characters, but Lalo is badass. Love that guy. Makes and up they, for it. <laughs> love that guy. I like Nacho. I like Lalo. I like Mike, obviously. Mike's a great cool. character, and he's a yeah. little bit more consistent you know gus is whatever who he is he's
1: yeah i think dude. lalo was originally like not even supposed to be nearly this size of a character but the actor they got was just so damn good such
0: a badass that guy <laughs> yeah and he's so smart which is what you like yeah. Yeah. but the thing is like what's messed up is like obviously everyone knows i don't think it's a spoiler that lalo kim lalo kim and nacho were not in breaking bad
1: right yeah no what happens i know no it's it and, it's, and, right. and we have in dates so we're like it's going to be so good to see what happens yeah for sure yeah right so really it's true. like
0: it's like you know those guys aren't it now maybe they went off to australia or something and they're just not part of it but we well, don't some
1: people some people want to believe that Saul comes home to kim every night <laughs> some people, but uh, I, don't, I don't all
0: right because he never really, but isn't he getting like a full release massage in the uh parlor. Yes, yes. There's one,
1: yes. There's one thing that I have to explain of, of that. Right. Yes. Right. There's one of those, but that's, yes. yeah.
0: he's getting, I shouldn't say he was getting a craft in the, uh, in the massage right. parlor. So like, you know, he, yeah, I don't really, I don't really get his character entirely. Like I don't really see it as coherent as a human. It's not that he's good and bad or he has two sides to him. People are like, Oh, he's complex. You know, Tony Soprano totally got that character, you know, the good and the bad. Like he made sense completely as a human, I, I don't really see Walter White made sense to me. Saul, I don't yeah, quite, I, it doesn't defense, add up.
1: In their defense, I mean, they tried to backtrack and they made a prequel here, which is a degree, degree of difficulty is extremely high. And now their argument saying Better Call Saul is better than Breaking Bad. It, so, it's
0: really good. <laughs> even
1: characters, what I'm saying, when they suddenly had to start from an origin that they had never planned before after writing, you know, eight seasons of him afterward, you know?
0: No, I, I get it. I get it. But they chose to use him. You know, that was the right. that was the lens. I get what you're saying. Okay. I, again, I think it's a great show. So I, I'm not you know, I think it's totally worth watching. But the, the, and even when these
1: makers aren't don't have as much story, which I don't feel like they do. They've just gotten so good at making television. It's just like they're just kind of showing off now. I don't know. Even the scenes that are just the, the gratuitous with the music background. I just love I just love that show.
0: No, it's great. It's, I, and I love being in that world. Even the Jesse Pinkman movie was decent. Oh, yeah. definitely. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like yeah. amazing, but it's decent. It was like, you're back in the world. Right. And, and I, and yeah, it's, it's great. It's just that again, like the least interesting part is like the Kim and Jimmy interactions. It's like the least interesting part of it for me.
1: I agree. I, agree. I do like Jimmy getting, uh, what do you call it? Uh, harassing that other guy who offered him the job. i watched it longer ago than you. I forgot. What's yeah. the other guy,
0: you know, uh, threw a bowling ball on his car. Yeah. 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 Uh, Harry oh, Hamlin or oh, whatever. He's What's he's his name? Hamlin
1: pretty funny yeah that sounds right yeah it anyway
0: what's his name i don't that's not his name but anyway he's uh that dude is funny they just they mercilessly destroy that dude
1: yeah i know I'm trying to fastly look it up here but it's too slow yeah. anyway let's good good times talking to you man and uh hopefully we uh okay yeah howard hamlin
0: howard oh. hamlin howard yeah. hamlin that's howard. what it is yeah, yeah yeah, that guy howard it's funny yeah. all right man yeah good talking and uh we'll uh reconvene next week hopefully uh Another domino hasn't dropped by then. Yeah, seriously. All right, man. Later list. Take it easy, man.